welcome to the very first Bottom podcast. We're three guys, two fellas and a bird, getting together because we're Bottom fans. My name's Angela Johnson. I'm Matt Brooks. And I'm Paul Tanter. We've all met because of our fellow love of the show Bottom. Um, so we're gathered here today to talk about the very first episode, Smells. And I think Paul might be giving us a bit of an intro to the show's plot for yeah, anyone sure. who needs a reminder. The first episode that went out was Smells, which went out on the 17th of September 1991, back when I was 11 years old. I thought I would do the uh, synopsis for this from the uh, iTunes <laughs> thing on my iPad. I looked at Wikipedia, but it's a bit long. So okay. like people have literally gone to town writing out every single bit oh I would have added a little bit more to the plot yeah yeah to sum up the first episode which is Smells Richie and Eddie return home after another depressing night down the pub trying to pick up women and failing miserably Richie is beginning to think that he's never going to get the chance to do it until Eddie suggests that he puts an ad in the local paper this idea revitalises Richie and he begins to read through the dating pages of the local rag there he spots an ad for a pheromone spray that women are unable to resist this is something that appeals to him even more and the two of them decide they're going to have to try this out that's the synopsis. What this entire first episode comprises of is them coming home, reading the paper, looking at the Lonely Hearts uh, column, going to the sex shop, and then going to the pub to test out the pheromone spray. That is the entire plot of the entire first episode. Sure. And, and it is one of the best episodes that they could have opened with. It's a very strong start, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And the fact that there's blasted lesbians everywhere. <laughs> um, because, of course, they don't get off with the girls, despite yeah. their best efforts at wafting the spray yeah, towards that. any any female. And that's true. That is their best effort as well. So that's pathetic. It's mm. uh, wonderful. But that's what's wonderful about bottom and sitcoms in general, is that you know that the characters can never win. Yeah. Um, and this is a brilliant setup and smackdown of all their hopes. It would be uh, remiss not to mention Rick and Rick Mal and Adrian Emerson's previous work, which of course is probably most famously the young ones. So like mm-hmm. that that was always going to cast a very long shadow over anything they did after that, especially if they were doing it together. What but was like, the gap between young ones and this? So young ones, I think the first young ones was eighty four. Then they did Filthy Rich and Cat Flap in eighty seven, I believe. Did the bottom pilot in eighty nine. And then this series was ninety one. So there was, you know, seven years between Young Ones and this. Although when you when you watch them now, as much as I love the Young Ones, the Young Ones does feel a lot more dated than I Bottom think does. There's yeah. a real generation gap slightly, isn't there, yeah. between so I, I was eight when Bottom first was broadcast. Yeah. Mm. And I think there's a there's sort of generation just before that have much more of a sort of fond memory of the young ones that have arguments with many people about yeah. which is better. Yeah. And I believe that Bottom was better than the young ones, but I yeah. can see, I love the young ones, I like watching it, but you're right, it, it has dated that a little bit more. Yeah. Because it was highly political, wasn't it? Whereas, sure. Yeah. In, a, in a way, it didn't achieve anything. But yes, no. it was political in the sense yeah. that, you know, take that Thatcher and yeah. all that stuff. Uh, yeah, they, they mention the yeah. Tories and various yeah. politicians in Bottom, but it's it's never really having a go at the politics, is it? Like, yeah. They've made Richie a Tory boy, haven't they, really? <laughs> yeah. And that, like, yeah. My mum used to make sandwiches so. for the... Yes, yeah. okay. I, I, I think you Richie know, is a very sort of frustrated yeah. wannabe conservative who would never be accepted in... Well, of course, in... yeah, because he has illusions of upper class, doesn't yeah. he? So. And I think that's the one thing that Bottom really does well, is the class divide. Yeah, and yeah. The aspirations yeah. to reach above where you are, yeah. whereas these guys are on the bottom of the heap, yeah, as, yeah. as is and has been said by Rick. When he was interviewed, it's kind of like it's a double meaning because it's bum humour, it's farts and it, and that stuff. But also, it's because these two guys are literally at the bottom of the heap. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I think at one point in an interview he said, "Young ones was about your teens," and then he tried to kind of like uh, to shoehorn in filthy rich and cat flap in there, saying that was about your twenties. It wasn't really; it was about like their kind of entry into the world of media and yeah, famous stuff. So. And then bottom is about your thirties when there's fucking nothing and it's depressing. Sure. Yeah. And, you, and life is shit. Where we all are now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All in yeah. our 30s yeah. where life it's is shit. It's why we've all got together sure. to talk about bottom now. Yeah. And we waited until it was appropriate. <laughs> well, one thing I, I've always uh, loved is the uh, the costumes of the two of them. And it's it linked into the class. Yeah. They've got nowhere to go. They're both unemployed and always uh, at least a tie. It, you know, Richie's the mm. white shirt tie and Eddie's in the full suit. And uh, what, doesn't Richie just have one shirt or something that yeah. he mentions in 
it's, it's that aspiration to respectability, yeah. isn't it? If you look at a lot of the best British sitcoms, it's about usually a kind of downtrodden person aspiring for something a bit more than they are. Always got some kind of plan or scheme to try and advance themselves and usually it ends up going wrong. You know, if you look at the other examples of this, you've got David Brent, Alan Partridge, Reggie Perrin, you know. Um, Absolutely. Going, going even further back, Steptoe and Son. Steptoe and yeah, Son, Basil Fawlty, yeah. you know. It's, it's definitely... Um, yeah, it's a common theme running through British sitcom, isn't it? Yeah. Someone trying to aspire to be better than themselves. And you're right, in the costumes, it's certainly yeah. evident. It's weird how the costumes stand out amongst the grime and shit mm-hmm. that they live in. You know, like, when you see these other instances, even in, like, Only Fools and Horses or something like that, there's at least some kind of, like, uh, semblance of modern living. Whereas in Bottom, it's just like, the place is just shit. It's yeah. a fucking armpit, you know? Yeah, it's squalid. There's yeah. dirt all over the walls. When you look, I was when on the rewatch, I was sort of obviously noticing more. You can see the stains that their heads, oh, yeah. the back of their heads, have left on the sofa. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. there from the very first episode. Yeah. They really yeah. thought about it with the set design as well. I, 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 the, the muck and shit that the mm-hmm. production designer has spread over things like the fridge <laughs> and just the walls, and you've got the dirty washing hanging up. Yeah, you know? yeah. There one thing I noticed in this episode: there's risk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's all like halfway through a game, and that, I don't know that, that would, if you were to overanalyze, it's them a wall all the time, always squabbling, bickering, and stuff. I don't know. It's little things like That's, that. I, I like. So I noticed the risks on the table because that made me think of the. Uh, I mean, what, I know we'll talk about more about the pilot that they then shoved in. Well, at, yeah, we at, should. At let's let's mention that briefly. I think this so, wasn't the first episode yeah. recorded, but the first one that went out. Yeah, uh, the first one that went out as part of the series. So obviously, the the first one they did as the which was the pilot was the uh, beauty contest episode, which is called Contest. The third one, I uh, think? Yeah, they, they put that out, yeah, in the third episode of the first series. Yeah. Um, and it's always been mm-hmm. my favourite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Contest is my yeah. favourite. So the thing that, ma- that that reminded me of that episode in this one is, in that one, Eddie comes home and he starts doing his the little models, you know, like the little aeroplanes. Mm. Uh, oh, skip, something, fix, quick fix. Yeah, something like that, yeah. And, and the risk just made me think of that, that they have this yeah. kind of, you know, yeah, slightly middle-class thing that they do when they come home. <laughs> They're not totally... See, I think it's also that they're still little boys, though, really. That's definitely something. Yeah, that, yeah. That's definitely the sort of yeah. hobby that, that younger <laughs> boys and adolescents would have, isn't it? Rather than... Well, I don't know, actually. Maybe some grown men have it. Do feel free to refute me. The, the most famous risk player in British sitcom for me is Arnold Rimmer. Yes. You know, <laughs> there is something of the, the eternal child, something mm. like that, all kind of like bound up in that. Definitely a childish uh, theme for both the characters yeah. throughout, and, and that's why it's it's a weird who it's aimed at because it's perfect for kids, but mm. obviously they can't say that. You know, yeah. it's, it's aimed at adults, but uh, yeah, like the age we all first watched it, it's like oh, it's a little bit naughty seeing this. You know, yeah. we, we knew this is a bit wrong, and the way they act. If you were in the the film Big, that's how how you would actually act as a as a kid, horribly. Vile and stuff like um, Richie in this episode um, drawing leg hair on his yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah and the curly viral stuff. I, I I really think I I did do that. I don't know if that's me copying it from bottom, yeah. but I had the same idea. Yeah, but not in green pen. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I, I've always kind of thought that, especially when people are kind of talking about this, like the more negative aspects of what they do and their attitudes to certain things, which is something we'll also talk about. But like. If you have to kind of look at them, a as it's slightly cartoonish, but also you have to think of them as adolescents in in an adult body. Yeah, I think mm. the analogy with the with the film Big is quite good. You know, they're kind of like man children, aren't they? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And, but yeah, then obviously Richie's still trying to pop his cherry. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's the eternal want for Richie's yeah, yeah. character, yeah. isn't it? When you analyse it. it down, what yeah. does Richie want more than anything to get his end away? Yeah, like. Like all teenage boys, so Richie's yeah. sort of stayed stunted in this like arrested development. And yeah. He's just constantly always trying to achieve and achieve, and he's never actually going to get there. Is yeah, he? it's interesting to talk about them kind of like as adolescents because, like, so I- I'm never, sh- I'm never quite sure when, at what point in your life you say you grew up watching something. So I was born in 1980. I remember seeing the young ones when I was growing up but I don't know where that means I grew up with it because I didn't probably I didn't fully appreciate it get all the jokes as much as I do now when I rewatch it mm. but I do so the first series of Bottom came out when I was 11 and you're still growing up at that point yeah, yeah. I feel like I did I grew up watching Bottom like I was a huge Definitely. I was a big Rick Mail mm. fan from the moment I could walk basically <laughs> Well, I was 11 when the first one went out so a lot of the jokes kind of you know the more adult stuff goes yeah, over yeah, your head yeah. you know there's jokes about wanking and stuff like that you don't quite get and then by the time the last series is going out I'm 15 all of a sudden everything you're like oh yes I get that yeah and so, wasn't that wonderful when you did rewatch and you actually got absolutely. it absolutely yeah, yeah after yeah. having to pretend because I my big brother was who introduced me to Bottom yeah 
um, when I was, I must have been eight or nine. Yeah. Um, when we would have watched it, he taped it off the telly. Yeah. And I'd be watching it from that. So, because um, I, I wouldn't have been able to stay up as late as it no, was broadcast. How, I what thought time would that be? Like nine? I Probably. Thought I think so, nine yeah, o'clock. Yeah. On I don't think it would have gone out before nine. Yeah. No, yeah. It was definitely a post watershed yeah. show, isn't it? And yeah. yet, there I was, eight years old, yeah. watching it. I think I was it ten. definitely shaped my humour. Yeah. Because yeah. I was a big fan of Rick in. Grim Tales. Yeah, I yeah. remember watching that growing up. Which one's Grim then... Tales? Is that we well, did a Jack and Ori? I'm, I'm, mm. That's different. Yeah, yeah, that was different. I yeah, the Grim Tales. Tales. I'll have to lend you the VHS. Okay. Um, they, what will I watch were, it on? <laughs> they were they were absolutely. They're on YouTube now. Okay. For right. anyone yeah. out there who wants to look at them, they're, they're amazing. They're basically Rick being the storyteller. It's, it's, yeah. it's all Rick. Yeah, all of them. Oh, yeah. okay. Rick is the narrator of all of the Grim Tales, and they're just delightfully childlike, yeah. and humorous, and everything you'd expect from Rick telling a story. But obviously, it's the Brothers Grimm, but with a new, fresh yeah. obviously, like, outlook on it from Rick's POV. It's great. Yeah. But in that way, I saw Rick as a storyteller, I suppose, and a clown, and all those sort of things. So I never saw the sexual side of him, <laughs> as, as bad yeah. as that might sound when you watch Smells yeah. Back. But actually, Smells was one of my least favourite episodes I remember growing up. And I think it was because I always used to start from gas. Right. So yeah. therefore, I just have missed watching yeah, sure. the very first one. But yeah. I also think that maybe I just didn't get a lot of the earlier, sort of the chat-up lines yeah, or those yeah. sort of things. It wasn't as overtly funny to me as some of the other sort of scenes in different episodes. Yeah. yeah, so that was a thing of, yeah, before DVDs and iTunes and uh, Netflix, whatever how we used to catch these things either randomly on TV or the VHS mm-hmm. thing which were three episodes mm-hmm. per tape like each series divided up into two and yeah, yeah, I think it was such a chore yeah. Yeah. Well, so, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> why did you do it manually <laughs> <laughs> no it just was wasn't yeah. it the videos were definitely the if, if they weren't the videos the first video I ever got they were definitely the first 18 videos I ever got even though I was far too young to get them. Well, so, the you know, lives were the 18, the, the uh, sorry, the, things. Uh, the li- yes, you're mm-hmm. right. Uh, well, the live was definitely the first 18 video I got. When you're a kid and you watch them over and over and over again, that's what, that's how they become ingrained into memory, isn't mm-hmm. it? And yeah. then and then when the DVD comes out, that's how you spot things like, they've replaced the word Jippos with Yobos and things yeah. like that. You well, know. But only on the DVD version. I think the VHS is not the case. Yes, so obviously the, the VHS had gone out at, like as it had been broadcast. Is, yeah. As a first episode, I thought very strong. Bearing in mind that it's not the pilot episode, which we then see in in slot three, it kind of sets up their their relationship very well with Richie is kind of the uh, the slightly more wife uh, of, of the two yeah. in their relationship. Establishes his virginity and Eddie's alcoholism yeah. right away. Mm-hmm. Violence, alcoholism, loneliness. Uh, Richie even references being depressed at one point. Isn't uh, that funny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, and then uh, like he's got his monologue about talk about how lonely he is. You know how mm-hmm. there's all people out there doing it and doing it and doing it. And that that's my, one of my standout moments from Smells. I think that entire yeah. monologue. Yeah. I used to just absolutely love watching. That. It's so tragic, but it's yeah. just beautiful as well, isn't it? How he then convinces himself from going from no one will ever do it with me to hey, maybe I could fill in, maybe I can make a little money yes. out of it, and then like convinces himself that even though no girl has ever sure. slept with him, suddenly he could start charging for yeah. it. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the that eternal way. optimism that comes yeah. from Richie, yeah. isn't it? That he'll believe his own naivety, and he's about to tell Eddie yeah. that he's had this great idea. You know? <laughs> yeah. and no one's it, ever thought of this before, Eddie. Yeah, like just like even charge, yeah. you know? and it's just that's a brilliant. I mean, obviously not harping on about Steptoe and Son but there was a lot of those sort of monologues that came from Harold Yeah, and I, I genuinely think that Rick must have been a huge fan of Steptoe and Son himself growing up and yeah. must be a huge influence similar um, living conditions mm. of the two as well the, the living so, conditions the grimy the shit grunts, the, yeah. you know the, the, the absolute garbage they're living amongst but also their relationship of again it's that kind of slightly classic British sitcom thing of two people trapped together yeah who, shouldn't be together or don't want to be together and but inst- they love each other in a weird yeah, like yeah. they have to they yeah. have to love each other because they need each other yeah. that's the and, short and whether it's you know Del Boy and Rodney or Dave mm-hmm. Lister and Arnold Rimmer or even like uh, in Porridge you know like Ronnie Barker and Richard mm-hmm. Beckinsale it's yeah. people trapped but as you say who kind of can't function without each other as well yeah. there's a fine line between love and hate what? They yeah. say. that's yeah. where the violence comes in isn't it sure it, with something like bottom that's where they get away with the violence I think, yeah. isn't it because they're so frustrated yeah. that it has to be taken out on the other person and that is what a marriage is that is what a friendship is yeah. in many ways isn't it what, like, you, what, is that what a marriage is where you have to take it out violently <laughs> on the other person and you're getting married soon Angela yeah, yeah. that's you know, that's how <laughs> it's going to pan out Frank you're, you're recording this before the marriage uh, well before the, the uh, separation <laughs> and, yeah before the divorce yeah you know what I mean though, the idea that you know the person you're living with whether it is yeah. that you're married whether you're siblings whether you're family members, 
yeah. you need to let out your Kill frustrations oh, on that yes. other person. And they yeah. actually say it in smells, don't they? Like, we don't have to take out our frustrations on each other. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah, going yeah. out and pulling some birds. Let's take our frustrations out on them. Yeah, yeah. And that, yeah. that's hilarious in, in its own, it's like, horrible, the line. Really. It's a horrible thought, isn't it? But yeah. Why leave yeah. them, yeah. That genuine, genuinely is. <laughs> what it is that they're getting out when they're punching yeah. each other and it, that's where the cartoon... Yeah, it's their yeah. frustrations. It's it the cartoon out the frustrations. One thing I noted um, when I rewatched it um, is that they must have had a very distinct idea of the universe they wanted, or the world they wanted to set it in because the, the episode that was the pilot starts with Richie at a window with rain running down it. And, although, and in this one, although Richie comes to the window again and does his monologue about being lonely and not having any sex, right. o- opening shot yeah. of this episode starts on uh, a rainy window and then they and then it pan, mm. and then it, it, they come in through the door and we go with them and i just thought there's something about that you're trying to set this kind of depressing world yeah. where it's all you know you're always being shat on you it know it goes on about his raincoat fairly often as well like putting yeah. on it it's mentioned a lot so yeah having yeah well the british rain. obsession with the weather yeah <laughs> then yeah. feeds into your mood doesn't yeah. it that yeah. is that's the key you know and, and as you say it's said throughout Throughout yeah. the series, you know, you can't make drizzle balls. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, like, why is it never snow? You know, it's just raining the whole time. <laughs> Even if it's not raining outside, it's raining sort of yeah. on them. It's that classic thing of, like, a Charlie Brown moment where, like, the yeah, cloud appears above, yes, yes. above the cartoon character what, and it's raining what, just on them. What, yeah. would, you, what would you say uh, they get from each other in the relationship? Obviously, Eddie um, gets somewhere to live. And, um, and he gets somewhere to live and gets someone to abuse. Yeah. He gets, he gets a victim to abuse. Well... <laughs> Richie does annoy him a lot. I mean, do you know what I mean? Like, I do some. I don't ever think Eddie's like, "Oh, you're unreasonable for losing your temper over that." It's like he's a, he holds his temper quite a lot. I think, yeah. mm. being a fucking arsehole, here, mate. And any time the Richie gets given a genuine opportunity to make friends, he'll be like, "All right, you guys stand in the corner. You've not been invited properly." It's like well, you, you're your own worst enemy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, Eddie seems to—I don't know—he he takes a lot from from Richie. But what does Eddie? Uh, what does Richie get from that? Other, I guess Eddie's the only one who sticks around long mm. enough to to stand him enough. He can't stand him, but he's the one that can stand him more than anyone else. Yeah, because he's yeah. living rent free yeah. for the rest yeah. of his life. Yeah. That's that is the key, isn't it? I think Eddie is perpetually sort of with Richie because he he has to be there because he yeah. needs him financially, yeah. I suppose, and that's yeah. where it's kind of insinuated that you know he's not paid rents and all of those things that you it's sort of a, think, I oh, mean, that must be what it is. But I do think that he genuinely does have an affection for him if you were to burrow down yeah. beneath the, the surface, <laughs> but you have to go pretty far down. Probably. Yeah, Richie's Richie's whole relationship and attitude with Eddie is probably summed up in a later episode where he says. We're good friends, and there's been something I've been meaning to say for you for the last 25 years. Yeah. I hate you, yes. I hate you, I hate you. Yeah. You're like, we're good friends, you're my best friend, and I fucking hate yeah. you. But yeah. there's been something for the last 25 years, yeah. so oh, right from the beginning, <laughs> I, I hated you. Yeah, the, uh, my best friend in the whole world is someone I fucking hate, because you're literally yeah. pretty much the only person I know. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys notice in this episode, the, uh, the laughter was really loud uh, now are you talking about during the, did you notice right this dur- during the bathroom fight or elsewhere no right at the beginning okay, when he comes okay. on and the Vimto bottle that's yeah <laughs> I thought that when I was watching the bathroom fight okay the only reason I kind of noticed it there's an interview where uh, Rick and A go on Jonathan Ross's show to plug bottom and the clip he shows is the bathroom fight and afterwards they go oh that's the only scene we didn't actually shoot in front of an audience I thought, okay, probably because it's a fairly technical thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's involving. Really well shot, yeah, I was brilliantly shot. It's got some nice close-ups of him yeah. smashing his head against the uh, toilet bowl mm-hmm. with yeah. the pliers in his nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, like, so I know those guys suffered for their art, and I know that they uh, hurt yeah, each yeah, other yeah. when they would accidentally hit each other and things. I'm going to assume that's like a stunt pair of pliers. He couldn't have actually. Well, I get. Yeah, you maybe think he did. Well, it was a sort of thing like um, I would they... have thought that it's a stunt pair. Just so a little rubber or something, yeah. yeah. He's got, he's got them up there, hasn't he? Well, yeah, but I think like, they're real yeah. pliers. I don't they think might they're rubber. Plastic. I think, yeah. I think they're very generally metal. The thing is with pliers is when you mm. when you clamp them shut, there's no gap between yeah. the uh, yeah. between the it must have been a stunt pair. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's. I think it's also the sort of thing with you know stage fighting stuff where you grab someone by the hair, the person being pulled is actually. Doing yeah. all the pulling and the way yeah, yeah. sells it. So they're, they're, they're the one yeah. leading the, the, yeah, the sure. action of it, yeah. So as long as it just looked like it's on his nose and he's proper like pulling at it and he's got his, <laughs> his big nostril thing yeah. he does, like a gentleman type nose thing. Like, he's, mm. he's got quite a big 
<laughs> more. When he's like looking for the nose hair and yeah. he pulls the tip of his nose up, yeah. yeah, he does look like he's got massive nostrils. Yeah. But like, I mean, Rick Mail's got a fairly sort of rubber face anyway. Mm. The two standout things for that, uh, for, I mean, the whole fight in itself is brilliant. One is the uh, the screaming face that Rick Mail is making as uh, like once he's on the ground against the toilet yeah. and his nose is being pulled. There's the, the kind of screaming eyes he's got. Mm. But then when it cuts to aid. The look of manic pleasure as he's like <laughs> laughing his head off and pulling upwards. That's, that for oh. me makes the scene, you know? I mean, add to things like Rick pulling the entire yeah. medicine cabinet off. And that pops over and, it's, all, over and it's a full medicine cabinet. Really. Yeah. <laughs> stuff everywhere. It's really, oh, yeah. Obviously, breaking that over his head, you can't fake that. So I know they made it out of plywood and that, yeah. but still, it's a full medicine cabinet of uh, stuff. Stuff, yeah. yeah. You'd be yeah. hit by medicine bottles of things, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's quite obviously not made of, uh, of polystyrene or sure, anything sure. like that. No, yeah. no, it seems very genuine, all the bits in there, I think. Yeah. yeah. Realism, they probably just had, had real things in there, yeah. didn't they? It's absolutely amazing. And that sound effect when it crashes over his head, and the sound effect of when the pliers go on, yeah, the yeah, that's that like crunch. Crunch. Yeah. Ugh. it's so so convincing. Yeah. <laughs> Brace yourself, it's, yeah, and that. You can clearly tell, like, oh, well, hang on, no, you haven't got the nose here, you've got the middle of my nose, stop, <laughs> but okay, I'll, yeah. I trust you, pull away. <laughs> Skip over one of my favourite moments for this um, this episode when they're going through the lonely heart column. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first first thing, uh, well, you know, it's like, oh, gay, 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 all oh, busty, raven haired, millionaire s, gay. I don't think millionaire s is a word. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, millionaire. Surely, it, there's still it, a millionaire. Millionaire s used to be a word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Way back so when. it's a millionaire. Or if you're a girl, you're a millionaireess. Mm. Yeah. I've never... Well, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and widow as well. Widow? Yeah. yeah. Oh, widow. Licks his lips. Oh, that's horrible. That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, my favourite moment, uh, one of my stand-up moments is that the Foxy Stoke yeah. on the Prowl stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I've always found that the Foxy Stoke thing is that... You know how that there are things where if someone recognises what you say, you know that they're a fan of that thing, mm-hmm. but it's a fairly obscure thing. Yeah. Foxy Stoke is it's one thing one. that yeah. if you say it and someone else's eyes in the room light up, you're like, that person's a bottom fan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. get it. Absolutely. Those two words have never been uh, paired together before, yeah. I think. yeah. Especially, well, uh, and then if you if you add to that the the minky musky sly old stoty stoty stoats, you know that you know that you're in the yeah. presence of someone who knows truly the uh, the quotes from bottom absolutely. of that absolutely, and that just shows their love of language as well, doesn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, just like playing with words, absolutely, and, and how poetry. ludicrous it is. And Richie actually says, "This is ridiculous." What do yeah. they usually write? You know, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. his mind has just gone off on yeah. this crazy tangent. <laughs> that's you know, so that's something he does in this, which the, the, you know they do uh, more and more in uh, in other episodes. Where he just goes off in his own head, uh, and suddenly it's stream kind of, of consciousness. Yeah, 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 it's stream yeah. of consciousness stuff. And you know, when you consider like uh, a lot of like comedy shows, like you look at them and go, "Oh, that's really well written," or other ones, you go, "Oh, that's very good physical comedy." Bottom really combines them both. You know, mm-hmm. they they have so many well written bits, wordplay, gags, all those kind of things. But it's combined with the most brilliant physical comedy. I mean, in this episode, the fight is a kind of good uh, example of that. But then even things like later on when they're in the pub and he's like doing the wafting towards the girls or he's all riches behind any mining the the Johnny, which has now become the universal symbol for... uh, The charades. Yeah, yeah. The condoms is just fantastic. It's just brilliant physical comedy. I think I learned the word Johnny's from. Johnny, I think I've known what Johnny's were (laughs) until that point. What does that mean, uh, Big Brother? Yeah, yeah, and I Doing it mean, you know, yeah. and, and like Rick and Aiden, yeah. like I've often said, like, Rick's kind of my comedy dad in a weird yeah, way, yeah. but I look up to him as an idol, and I learnt a hell of a lot about the world yeah. and comedy from watching the shows that yeah. aid as well, but Rick's always been my favourite. Yeah. Sorry, aid. <laughs> you know, but I think a lot of people feel that way because Rick's more of the clown, yeah, yeah. and he's, you know, obviously the straight man, I doesn't am. get as big a laugh. A I've got to say, um, I, I, Rick's my favourite, but... I had always found growing up that more people preferred Eddie 
And I, um, I, I just, yeah, not to, no criticism towards Eddie, um, but I just found that weird. I thought, surely it's Richie's your favourite mm. one. It's the stand, he's the standout one. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Because you're with Eddie a lot of the time when he does his little looks at mm-hmm. camera and his size. Yeah. And, you know, you're yeah. with Eddie watching Richie, but you sort of enjoy the comedy from Richie a lot more. But Eddie, if Eddie wasn't there, it wouldn't work. So that's yeah, why we yeah. need yeah. the pair. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, Rich, Richie's Double always X. been my favourite yeah. of the characters. But you're right, a few people have said, no, I like Eddie. Yeah, that, yeah. That was bizarre to me because how do you feel about it, Paul? Are you Richie well, or? I mean, I I grew up being a massive Rick Mail fan. I mean, I always loved uh, Adrian Edmondson as well, and still do. It's that thing of like um, Rick Mail was always like the eternal child. So as a kid, you kind of identify with him. You know, whether whether you're watching him on like Jack and Ori or on The Young Ones or you know anything else you see him on. Um, in in Bottom, he's obviously the slightly more outlandish character. He's the slightly more manic one. Eddie's not like the straight man because uh, there's no one, there's no straight man in no, the two. But out of the two, he's mm. more the straight man. Yeah. You know, he's more the one who's kind of exasperated um, <laughs> while Richie is going manic. But I then, think, yeah, at the start, reality, he certainly was more, wasn't yeah. he? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So and then they developed it. But by the third series, both characters were more similar to each other than they definitely were at the start. At the start, there's a distinct difference between the two of them. You know, Rick Mail and Adrian Emerson wrote Bottom as a result of when they were doing Waiting for Godo together on stage. You know? Oh, no, I think... Yeah. Um, no, well, no, I, I think they did Waiting for Godo between series one and two. Oh, oh, no, because, no. Oh, well, I've, I've seen an interview with them talking about Waiting for Godo, and I think it was off the back of Bottom. I, I really not no, sure the I, I, I well from what I have what I have read on that internet it's that they were doing Wait for Godot and that's when the genesis of the Richard yeah, Eddie yeah. characters came up but oh. of course they've been doing these characters yes, yeah. for years well, yeah. before yeah. Bottom came into well, fruition because it's Richie and Eddie and uh, Filthy Rich and Cat Flap as well mm. isn't it so. yeah exactly so there's always been that sort of you know thread yeah, of yeah. an extended bit of their own personalities I suppose I mean Vivian and Rick and the young ones they must have had that sort of relationship as students yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. and then they've developed mm. that into the extreme yeah. and therefore Bottom sure. has obviously come out of but I, I wouldn't say if you were to see Rick and Vivian aged up that they are, would become Eddie. No. They are quite different. No, definitely. And I think that's where the Waiting for Godot link comes yeah. from. I think they must have been working on that and then they've said, what project are we doing that's the tramp that, thing. that will be the thing. The tramp, the scruffy, well-dressed sort of combo thing and wearing shirts and ties while mm. being squalid. Yeah, that mm. is a good comparison. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, all, I think all... that's where they've obviously had the mm. chat. Like, yeah. what are we doing next? Also a world where they're just kind of literally just sitting around waiting for things <laughs> to happen in their sort of squalid existence. Yeah. The, the violent side of it yeah. that's something I, I often hear people dismissing bottom as oh, you know, just slapsticks oh, I'm not a fan of slapstick oh, I was just silly you know fighting and things but first of all as we've just said the poetry and the intelligence of the, the writing that a lot of people overlook but it's the best example of slapstick yeah. it's the best thing I've seen of it it's phenomenally well crafted it's cartoon level but live action it's so well put together yeah you're, I think you're right right so that's quite a good analogy saying it's cartoon level but live action I mm. can't I can't think of anything else comedy wise of that level I know there's like other slapstick and there's like Three Stooges Buster Keaton Laurel and Hardy and there's often a lot of physical comedy mm. but to take it to the nth degree that Rick and Aid do with the level of violence, but funny violence because it's cartoon-esque, you know? It's kind of that thing of, you know, there's never really a consequence to it. Someone gets hit, but they get back up. People don't die, you know, like, <laughs> even in the latest series, legs get cut off with chainsaws and then sewn back on. There's never, the, there's never like, the consequence of it. But it's just so fucking funny, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's, it's a superb kind of orchestra of violence, isn't it? Yeah. Throughout every episode, you'd be strung it all together, all of those things, yeah. but they're, they're so well choreographed. Yeah. It's an art form. Plus the use of things, you know, like the sound effects. It's a kind of, it's almost like a deliberate use of the more cheesy, uh, bad aspects of sound effects, you know, the ones that you wouldn't quite expect things to sound like yeah. when someone gets kicked in the bollocks yeah. or the or their septum gets crunched by a pair yeah, of pliers. Yeah, it's ones you, you haven't know. heard before as it stands yeah. out. Like the uh, the egg squelching when he throws over, uh, the, yeah, yeah, and uh, they hit that dog again. Yeah. The first uh, that is the, always the same sound for the dog, isn't it? The hanging of the bin lid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, what I love is it's ordinary household items that they use as well in their fights. I think that's what's 
fabulous about it, isn't it? It's yeah. just like you know, really, frying pans, yeah. obviously. You really can do it at home. Yeah, the pliers and the bathroom cabinet and, you know, just chucking each other through doors. Like, that's something that, you know, makes... Oh, yeah. I mean, feel uh, real even though it's cartoon which is so, so like in this first episode it happens obviously at the end of the bathroom fight but I wonder how many doors they go through they break <laughs> through the course of all three series yeah. I mean seeing as how we're talking about the sound effects from it the crunch of uh, of the pliers on his nose is probably my second favourite in this episode the dogs are good Eddie shaving his tongue mm. is <laughs> yeah. awesome mm. the, uh, the hitting of the fr- oh yeah the egg hitting the frying pan but my favourite one, uh, and I dare you to, to find a better sound effect in this episode, is when Clive Mantle twists bollocks. Richie's bollocks. It's like a sort of popping noise. It's fantastic, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a guy and I went to <laughs> <laughs> It's superb. I, th- I think his role is, is uh, down on, on the cast as, as Tall Man or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He, so he was in Casualty, wasn't he, that, yeah. that actor? Yeah, that was, was. Clive Mansell, who was uh, a doctor in Casualty sure. and also Dawn French's love interest in The Vicar of Dibley. Oh, yeah. 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 It annoyed me when he sees him again in the toilets. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm going to do it to those two birds at the barn. Is it like, you're going to what? I'm like, well, it's clearly not talking about your wife. Yeah. The two, it's like, why are you annoyed? Why are you? It, that it never made sense to me that bit. Maybe, maybe he's annoyed at the disrespecting of women. Oh uh, yes. yeah, he did still... look like a left wing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Type, he's still he? a meathead, but I think I think he's obviously a been riled up by him already, yeah. and already had the you know sort of you know twisting of bollocks and stuff, yeah, and, and yeah. he's still not learnt his lesson. Sure. So you know, of course, he's going to twat him against the condom machine yeah. in the toilet. But it's a, it's a plot device as well as yeah, yeah. the condom. That sure. that, that cartoon yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick hitting the condom machine and all the condoms flying out as well, yeah. and know? more condoms than it's possible to use in a week <laughs> yeah. as well. Just that line from Rick, like, yeah. just amazing that he would even convince himself that he yeah. could use that many in a week, well, but he's never like, used one yeah. in his life. C- you know? Coming shortly after, he's just mooted the option of them sharing the same one, yeah. where he goes, yeah. "Bags, if you first go with it, yeah, yeah. Soon. and he's yeah, oh. impressed. Ooh, more than one, yeah. what a good idea, wild man, yeah, yeah well, when, you know, when Eddie hits the, the, the machine, machine first, the and, dent that happens, and that looks, fuck out that looks like as a real. I've got that down as something that I assume wasn't meant to happen yeah. I mean if they didn't just buy one off the shelf or get a second hand one then that was made out of like aluminium or something but the whack that Aid Edmondson gives that machine that fucking dents it like yeah. that um, and then his reaction where he like he pulls away from it he turns, his hat? oh yeah, yeah. And, and I think and, his, his reaction is one of oh I've hurt my hand but he's playing it as Eddie I but I think he properly fucked his hand up right. you know I don't Maybe. think he expected it to dent and hurt as much as he did yeah. there and, yeah. and talking about things that you think were intentional do you think that they tried several times to get the egg yolks flying towards the camera <laughs> oh. because that one that flies just perfectly yeah. in front of the camera is just it, it, it's the curvature yeah. of the of the pan Slides isn't it it's off weird. that doesn't look real at all hits in slides up and then weird, yeah. <laughs> with that sound effect and then the second one he misses and hits the mm. um, hits the hobbering with yeah, it doesn't he sure. but uh, I wonder whether they did a few goes of that yeah. and also for, for geeks out there I was watching this with sort of fresh eyes and Aid has picked up the eggs before Rick asks for them. Uh, okay, I don't know if you okay. noticed that. I noticed that. I was like, right, okay. He's, he's already holding yeah, the okay, egg before because yeah, 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 yeah. he says, "Fried night, fry up," and then he's already reached for the eggs before he says, "Chuck, yeah. us, could, you know, chuck us a couple of eggs, would you?" Yeah. And and I mean, you, and it, it doesn't matter. I only watched it on you know. It's only sure, he's just holding. He's yeah. holding the first one yeah. before he says, "Chuck us a couple of eggs." Yeah. But of course, you know, for it to be that quick, he'd have to be, wouldn't he? So yeah. you know, we'll forgive them for that. So, um, but the large like, so that, I mean that scene has given me one of my favourite lines that I use when I'm pissed ever which is I'm hungry but I'm too drunk to cook yeah. <laughs> but that lard I mean I always suspected it was real lard but this, this was confirmed when Aid Edmondson at the end of last year did an online interview with The Guardian I think it was and someone asked him was that real lard and he said from what I remember it was and then said something like you can't really fake that can you mm. I'd always assumed it was because of the look on his face when he's got it in his mouth and the way he's doing that thing where you try and keep your tongue from touching the, the roof of your mouth because you don't want to taste what's in your mouth. Yeah. You know, there's that kind of horrible, disgusted look where you're trying not to gag. Yeah, a lot of the girls listening might know what that feels like. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we all know what that's like. No, but that's another case of suffering for your art, isn't yeah, it? Like, yeah. For, for Abe to just be like, well, yeah, I'd better yeah. just eat some lard because they must have discussed it, you know, yeah. and what else is going to look like lard? Nothing, yeah. so it'll have to be lard yeah. then. Not, you know, oh, we'll do something else, but it won't yeah. look quite as convincing. But even the way he says lard, oh, like, yeah. is yeah. there a better word oh. to say than with lard in your mouth? Yeah. Like, lard. Yeah, I can't quite pronounce the hard D, but or, mm. or, or the L, but or, 
Whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a gag, isn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah. And then, well done aid for yeah. suffering for that one. I don't see him spit it out anywhere. And unless they did <laughs> cut, uh, which I don't see, there's then the shot of Richie preparing to cook and you, behind him you've got Eddie kind drinking of like oil. drinking oil for a while drink, before they mention it because he, they, yeah, yeah he's like waiting for the cue to pass mm-hmm. it over but by the time he then throws the oil over he's then able to say to say Zola yeah, with no true. impediment of anything in his mouth okay. which makes he's me think down. you swallowed that lard didn't you you yeah. had to like wash it down with oil well yeah. that might not be real oil though that, that would be fine that, I, that, I don't think that's no, real oil uh, it was probably like apple juice or something yeah. like that Yeah, it seems to squeeze out very easily with a splash of oil in the pan yeah Right, let's take a moment to hear a word from our sponsor. Welcome to the Village Hall, and we've just been talking about stork Marjorie. Well, now, your name's Honora, is that right? That's right. Can I call you Nonny? You can. Lovely. Now, have you tried stork with nothing on? No, I'm afraid not. But I should imagine it'd be nice in the summer. Hey, nonny, no. <laughs> on its own, on its own. With no jam or anything. All right, then. Have a nice taste. Isn't stalk lovely? It isn't stalk, is it? It is. It's stalk. <laughs> you can trust stalk. It tastes good enough to eat with nothing on. All right, my loves? You mentioned the uh, the Lonely Hearts column thing. Sure. I say like uh, Bottom hasn't dated like the young ones. I mean, yeah, it, it kind dated, of hasn't it? dated. That's okay, Cupid now. Yeah, it's, Tinder, whatever. It's that's something. Yeah, it's that weird, is. isn't it? That the, you know, like so you get Eddie saying sad old git section. Yeah. Because uh, Richie wants to, you know, sure. put an ad in a Lonely Hearts column. Nowadays, everyone's on Tinder. There's kind of like there's, there's an no shame in writing yeah. that one, yeah. Yeah. Lonely Hearts column now. Yeah. So. It does stand up against the test of time, I think, in bottom the the Lonely Hearts column and everything, because it, it is just so funny still. You can understand the concept because the ludicrousy yeah. of him, you know, thinking, oh, you know, sly old fox, you know. That that is ludicrous, no matter what age you're in. Because chatting yeah. up women, all the words they use like mm-hmm. crumpet and bird, <laughs> yeah, and hello little baby, yeah. he's trying to actually chat her up face to face. Like you're cringing for him because it's just not going to work. Yeah. Right? And yeah. you, that will never change, I think, because people will always be going out on the pole. Yeah. Um, whether or not pheromone sex spray has yeah. been advanced uh, doesn't work. Trust me. Does it not? Yeah. No. I've never. Uh, it's just a weird. Uh, right. So that's something. Yeah, we've not talked about this scene at all with the uh, the sex shop. Right, I'm glad you brought that up because that ties in a bit with the idea of things that weren't seen as acceptable then or seen as seedy then but are very acceptable now. You know, everyone's on Tinder now or OkCupid and stuff. But add to that, there's an Ann Summers in every high street. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no like shame in going and buying, you know, sexy stuff anymore. Or I realise well, I realise there's still the kind of like... The sex shops of Soho, though, I still wouldn't want my mates to see me coming out of there holding, <laughs> you know, a dildo. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you'd want it in a bag, but 5p's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but... If you were walking into a sex shop, you'd still yeah. look around you and hope that no one you know would see you. I think. Yeah, I think the embarrassment yeah. factor of Eddie of Eddie going in yeah, and yeah. having to ask for yeah. it under Rich his is, breath. Rich is waiting outside, isn't he? Like yeah. just nervous. But, like, can you but get out hovering there? in yeah. the doorway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like that. That is that is something that I think <laughs> all, could still yeah. carry. But also, all the videos that people would used to go into sex shops to buy now, mm. no one needs to because you could just go on YouPorn or, well, you know. the internet has actually put pay to a lot of the business that used yeah. to be sent their way because you can order anything you want online yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. Men of science can yes. get what they like without having to actually face the shame of <laughs> yeah. the shopkeeper not have in the to eye. deal with horrible shopkeepers. I have to say, I always thought that shopkeeper <laughs> was a terrible, terrible salesman. <laughs> it's like oh that, nan, that that sex break for inadequate men. The, it's like oh, Christ, mate, fucking hell! I'm, I'm your I'm your client, and laugh, literally laugh at him as he leaves. Yeah, but that is the purpose of the comedy, though. Isn't yeah, yeah, it? But, yeah, yeah. No, it is. Yeah, when you think about it, yeah, he's, he can't be making much business if he's. No, but but if you, I mean, like, let's assume he's not the owner. Let's say he just works there. Do you think though, Eddie and Richie have been in before? Oh no, I assume that's the first time they've been there. Do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were to work in a shop like that, you'd be sick of all day, uh, like 99% of people who walk in the door, walk in, have a little look and then leave without buying anything. You say people... Teenage boys. T- t- teenage boys. So that's exactly and, what Eddie and Richie yeah, like in yeah, that scene, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Teenage boys and, and older, sniggering. older men. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so that's what annoys him, isn't What's it? that thing he, he um, takes as he leaves? Oh, I've got, oh, it's, oh, it's, it's some kind of bondage thing. I'm not entirely yeah, sure. I couldn't it's... possibly say that it's some sort of bondage <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, like chains and just yeah. leather. The, the idea of sex... To it. It's like, oh yes, <laughs> I mean, I've not shown any kind of interest in this side of things before. Yeah. But 
yeah. If, if we're talking about the, the the things that are the the props that are on display in that shop, obviously the, the, the best the best thing in that shop in terms of comedy is the, is the dildo, yeah. which Richie clasps his fingers around yeah. very firmly science, when yeah. saying we are men of yeah. science. Like <laughs> you do see that briefly in another shot when they cut to the other guys mm-hmm. uh, after he says the isn't it sir, and he goes, uh, oh I don't know anything about this, and they cut to the other men's reaction. You see it briefly, but when. Richie walks up to it and grabs it. It's like such a perfect reveal of mm. it. Camera pulls back slightly, fingers round it, and then his double take is absolutely just perfect. Yeah. To the point that that has now become a gif uh, online. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. But, but why is that there on the end of that? Like, it's so ludicrous <laughs> that that would that's be the d- display. display. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing that's, that's on display in that shop, and I, I'm not saying this in a way of like, um, oh, I don't know why they would have these things. I genuinely don't know what they're for. Behind Kevin McNally, who plays the, so- the sex shop guy, are large pairs of rubber black gloves but that go up to like the elbow okay now they look like the kind of things that you so would wear if you were like birthing a cow or Ooh. something like that <laughs> i don't know what you would use them for I in a sex sort of like situation they look, i could possibly say yeah uh, i was kind of hoping one of you might reveal yourselves there as, <laughs> pro- i can i can only imagine it must be like a fisting thing but then it must be would just rubber, leather, not leather and rubber like, surely rubber would be the last thing you want to wear because it would like it would, it would catch wouldn't it I mean you'd have to properly well, maybe they're gloves. latex gloves to look like they a, look, they, I doubt they honestly they, as much thought into maybe it maybe they are actually now. gloves from an old show of the BBC like, maybe um, yeah what was it Vets Practice yeah. was that yeah. one <laughs> that one that used to be on I can't remember yeah. what it's called now but anyway it what? could be it could be that they just use that from the old props department so obviously uh, the real reason is um, for pacing reasons and comedy but why didn't they buy condoms in the sex shop that's a good point, actually. Also, like... Would you buy condoms in this? Of course you could. I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could, but would you? Because you can get them elsewhere. You've got so... to face the embarrassment of doing the sex spray anyway. Yeah. Well, it's not more embarrassing to ask They're only buying well. the condoms in the moment of having spotted the birds, though, aren't well, they? Well, they, they do so say we not... get some... I think they plan we'll get some down the pub. Mm. I think they say it before. Ah, right, so... Oh, and they say yeah, that yeah. after they've got that, so they haven't thought... Yeah, but, yeah just yeah. don't thought they, ahead. They go to the sex shop, they come back, they spray a bit on, and then he says, uh, where's those rubber johnnies? And, uh, and he says, we put them on our heads when Norman came around with that sherry. Okay, and that, At Makes that sense. point, that's throwing up the, now we need to get some rubber johnnies. Right. Okay, we'll uh, get Which, the of course, is the sales for the scene yeah. of the gents at the pub. Also, I've got to say, you're yeah. right when you say that the guy in the sex shop is the worst salesman everywhere, uh, anywhere, because they don't pay for the sex spray. Like, <laughs> he can not back the fibre down? No, no, well, he puts the fibre, he puts the fibre down as a joke, doesn't he? Oh, Does he not leave it five Does he leave it? Okay, and, yeah. and I doubt not two have... cans of sex spray for fiver. That's a bargain. Is it? Well, Is that's that... in the 90s, though. You could get two pints for £1.60 for a half pint. Well, yeah. 80p for, for a Coke. Uh, the guy puts down the cans and he yeah. takes them instantly and then they basically run out of the shop not paying for them, mm-hmm. as I believe. But he's always laughing. He's not, he's not aware that they've stolen from him. He's laughing yeah. at them. Oh, right, yeah. Because let's go down the pub and try and pick up some birds. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Rick steals the chains as well, He does. He? he nick Right, so that's yeah, another thing. He? Literally on the way out, Rick uh, shoplifts those chains. Cause he... yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So, well, that's so, a definite. So yeah. they come in and uh, he might have made five pounds, but he's lost two, two cans <laughs> of sex spray and some bondage equipment. Yeah. But yeah, that, I mean, that sex, sex shop scene is another example of just really well-written comedy. And also an example of where they're not afraid to give the fun, uh, funny lines to the... Um, the guest stars. Yeah, yeah, to the guest stars. Like, we, in some shows, there's a sort of proprietorial thing where it's like, okay, we're going to keep all the best gags and we'll just bounce them off you. But in this one, things like, I'd rather have a pineapple <laughs> yeah. violently and send yeah. it to my rectum is a great line. That's a very... Uh, it brings up the image of it in your mind instantly, doesn't it? That's yeah. A, <laughs> oof, pineapple. Sorry, I didn't mean to put that in your mind's eye, though, Matt. Maybe uh, you wear the big gloves while using whilst them. inserting a pineapple. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what the gloves are for. That's what they're for. We've we've nailed it. So on the uh, subject of the condoms, uh, yeah. another thing that's pretty outdated is uh, flavored condoms. Something you don't really mm. see anymore. I, I will hold my hands up and say I've never bought or used uh, any kind of flavored condom. <laughs> I, I bought one in Lanzarote or something what? on while on holiday. <laughs> way, way too young, like me. And like a group of friends bought some what was to the, open what them was the flavor? to then try it. Oh, to, to taste, taste it. it. To taste, it can't like chewing on a condom. Did it just taste like rubber? It did, yeah. yeah. Like chemicals and rubber. Right. Yeah. I seem to recall I might have done something similar with my friends. Because yeah. def- I, I will mm-hmm. also throw in that I've never actually bought and used any yeah. kind of flavoured condom. It's definitely something that I think, again, adolescents would buy yeah. From, yeah. from the toilets. It's, in order to have a laugh about, like yeah. in primary not, school, I seem to remember women, is it? me and a friend <laughs> bought a condom from 
like vending machine, probably yeah, yeah. from the influence of bottom, yeah. just to just to get it out and look at it. Like, <laughs> yeah, because they're, they're comedy out. items. Aren't In they? fact, they are comedy items. They're novelty items. Yeah. The, 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 and that entire scene is so yeah. well written, isn't it? Like, what kind? <laughs> The options of flavours. I mean, like throwing Marmite in there. Marmite's but, good one, yeah. But, like throwing Marmite in when you've got an option of strawberry to actually go, let's go for cheese and onion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. everyone loves cheese and onion. <laughs> yeah. Everyone likes cheese and onion yeah, yeah. flavour, don't they? They don't. I don't like cheese and no, onion. No, me too. No. I always thought I always didn't really like cheese and onion flavour either. Oh, bloody hell. Only flavour. But, but oh, I, cheese and onion. I think everyone will eat it in crisp form. I think no, it's one of those where everyone it. will eat it. Well, would, I mean, I would eat it, but yeah, yeah I wouldn't pick. It's not so one. offensive that you would, but yeah. it's just it's so funny. It's 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 in the context of oh, cheese, anything of cheese flavored on yeah. and off. Like, yeah. yeah, amazing. I wanted to bring us back round to talking about Tinder and Richie's approach to the eighty pence you've hoodwinked yeah. when Richie's asking for his eighty pence back. So yeah. it seems so ludicrous, didn't it, at the time? But in in recent years, you might have seen in the news that yeah. quite. Well, not quite a few, but at least one or two, I think, examples of men asking for their money back after yeah. dates. After a date. It's been brought to light. Yeah. From yeah. Tinder, I think it was £3.50 on a coffee. Something like that, was yeah. the first one. Yeah. I was well, I donated to charity then. I was like, no, I'd rather have the money. I'd yeah, rather yeah. decide where I spend my own money, thank you very much. Yeah. And and it's just so yeah. perfectly richy. That I, yeah. I mean, it, and the <laughs> fact that it was 80 pence then is, is mm. what's so funny, isn't yeah. it? But like £3.50 on a coffee, like that. <laughs> if that guy hasn't seen Bottom, I hope someone showed it to yeah, you yeah. Sure. when they come into the bar it says something like look at the way they're sitting they're screaming, screaming for, for it, it. Yeah. yeah just completely <laughs> natural having a nice chat and that's yes yeah, so entitled and seedy and stuff and that goes back to a thing of like, oh why is he so lonely there's the reason yeah there's yeah. this horrid and like just no subtlety at all at any point doesn't give it a moment's thought like a uh, moment's wait before the yeah. second excuse me excuse me not work like, okay <laughs> Well, like, I mean, their attitude towards women, it's slightly archaic and it's very juvenile. It's very difficult to kind of, like, use a modern filter on a show like this. So, you know, there's been this thing recently of of people going, oh, now Friends is on Netflix, everyone's going, it's, you know... offensive. Yeah. When you look at Bottom, yes, you know, you'd obviously look at it and go, these guys are misogynists. You know, in some cases... It's borderline creepy. So, like as you said, Matt, when he says, "Look at those women," they're sitting there screaming for it. When they get up to go, and he literally manhandles her back down and says, "You sit, <laughs> you sit down," because you've you've heard David. Yeah. I mean, there's you know, there's something slightly odd and creepy about it. But you have to view it in the context of it's a comedy. These guys are kind of caricatures. They're adolescent. Yeah, yeah. you're definitely signing with the women, and they they come out um, on on top of they the come situation. Out on top. Well, no, that's yeah. what they like, isn't it? But uh, I think. <laughs> I think the women in Bottom, I wouldn't say that Richie and Eddie are misogynists as such. Like, they love women. They yeah. want to have it off with yeah. the women. <laughs> but they, they are them. certainly, yeah, there's certainly objectifying mm. and sexism, which yeah. as a kid I never noticed. Yeah. And now on the rewatch, it does make you feel slightly uneasy some bits. But then you know at the heart of it that these characters are caricatures yeah. and they are actually poking fun at the ludicrous yeah. nature of how Richie and Eddie yeah. are going about chatting up birds yeah. like using words like birds and things yeah. now some women just wouldn't stand for that yeah. whereas I've never been offended by it mm. yeah. but I'm a fan of comedy so I think <laughs> you should never be easily offended if you're going to be a fan of comedy because comedy should be able to tackle yeah, any yeah. subject if it's done in the right way because Richie isn't going out there and trying to force himself yeah, on her not... in a very aggressive sort of way. He's yeah. so pathetic that you have to feel sorry for him. And, and well, you know, they do actually have a go at mental health patients, don't they? Yeah. Like, it's, oh, it's so yeah, sad to let them back into the community yeah. so soon. You know, that that's actually a, something that's kind of offensive if you want to get offended. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know, yeah. The idea that, you know, they're the loose, they're loose. Let loose yeah. Yeah. on women in the pub. Well, that's you know, the, what, the um, 90s? Yeah. yeah, but these things yeah. did used to happen, and I'm sure do still happen. Like you know, guys trying to chat up women and failing miserably. Yeah. That's the heart of the comedy. Yeah, it is. It is a little bit uneasy that you know the, yeah. the women are accused of being lesbians just because they won't sleep with them. You know, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, that's all stuff that could be very easily taken the wrong way. Yeah. Did now. you uh, Did you think they were lesbians, or there was an excuse? I always thought it was an excuse. I, I thought they were lesbians. I thought they were genuinely lesbians yeah. because they don't say it straight away. Yeah. It's an odd one, isn't it? Because they've had the setup at the top of the episode where, where he actually them. says blasted lesbians yeah. everywhere and yeah. Eddie says, I don't think they were lesbians, Richie, because they got off with those other blokes, remember? Yeah. But in this one, I think, in, in this scene, I think they genuinely were lesbians. Like, I, I think what, they were. 
But then you uh, maybe they were using it as the final excuse because yeah. that is something that you can say sure. finally to be like, I'm not interested, mm. besides which were lesbians. You know, one thing I, I'm glad that they did include in there, just as a kind of slightly way of showing that Richie, well, and Eddie, although it's, it's on Richie for this, he's not meaning it maliciously with the women, is that when Eddie goes to the bar, you see how totally, how Richie crumbles and goes so totally nervous mm. with his attempts at small oh, yeah. talk and literally gets that kind of, you know, you, the sweat starts pouring off sure. him. His voice he, he Rick played breaking, you know. nervousness so yeah, well, didn't yeah. he? And that is Richie uh, around women. You know, you see yeah. it later on with, when he's with Natasha. But like that's Richie yeah, yeah, actually with a woman. Yeah, he doesn't know what to do with it yeah, when, yeah. he, when, he, when he gets there. Actually, his hands onto a woman. It's just, like, he can't use his yeah. hands. He's crumbled. And isn't it interesting come on, come that on. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. very first sort of that's a smashing blouse you've got on yeah. is there in the very first it's not yeah. quite it's not quite it's, it's like that's a nice blouse yeah it's a, do you normally wear brown yeah it's not it's the, I think it's the second series we first the, used it as a catchphrase the genesis is there yeah. Isn't it, of yeah. what will become his catchphrase which is odd isn't it because I've never really thought of them having catchphrases but mm. I think if anyone smashing could pluck blouse. one out yeah. that's, that's on t-shirts now I think yeah. smashing blouse like. why yeah. isn't it on a blouse yeah why isn't it oh, ah yeah. it should be um, blouses are rubbish. <laughs> That's the point. No one wears blouses anymore. So he does have elements of confidence around the women when he starts talking about, like, oh, tiny Eddie here and yeah. I. Right. They're, they're both <laughs> eternally optimistic. Yeah. They both still think things are going to go really well, don't they? Mm. Yeah. One thing I've, I just thought about, it's a little bit uh, of a dark tone uh, for this episode. Would you say magic pheromone love spray is... Basically, one step away from roofing women. <laughs> what? Hell, ooh. never thought uh, about it in that dark kind of way. I mean, the idea is that it's meant to—it's meant to I make them sexually I, yeah. attracted, isn't it? Yeah, but uh, forcing them against their will. Really, they're not genuinely attracted to these horrid. I suppose it's the modern dramatic equivalent of a love potion or something, yeah, isn't well, it? Or love exactly spell. Exactly, you know. it, it is a love potion. Um, but in that way, it's ludicrous because obviously yeah. it's not going to work. And yeah. instantly, uh, it, well, the, well, it smells like the drains are gone, as the, dick, the dickhead says. Yes. Yeah, when he comes yeah. in the pub. Yeah. So it's, it's Again. So instantly like, oh, it's not going to work. Like, what the hell yeah. is that? It's a fair point, but that that would be creepy, wouldn't it? If they were mm. going in and planning to rope hit all the birds, <laughs> yeah. then that would be wrong. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, let, but, let's just establish that now that that would mm, be wrong. Yeah. But, no, you're right. It is it, the idea of sort of tricking someone into sleeping with you yeah. is something that is obviously only the desperate would that's do. And that's the whole point for Richie. Yeah, and yeah. That, that's the only thing that can make it okay then with this love spray thing that would never ever, ever have worked. They never chance of working. So yeah. I think the it's point is that the pheromones subject. would pique someone's interest. It wouldn't necessarily well, mean that you are going to immediately jump yeah. into bed with them. That's what Richie and Eddie imagine is going to happen. Yeah. No, I think but the, the pheromone love spray sex. is supposed to sort of just make you more sexually yeah. attractive. Yeah. And which, which, women would maybe notice you as you walk in the pub. But I think the rest of it has to be down to you. I yeah. think that would be the brackets on the bottle. Of course, you buy it. In, <laughs> in this opening episode, the pheromone spray does work. It just works with dogs. That's so, a true female, uh, yeah. very broad term. I didn't expect yeah. the term to be so broad. Yeah. So I think... So for this one, with the intention was the pheromone spray attracts the dogs, but they liked the joke. So then from from that point onwards, any time they went to the lamb and flag, they would be being attacked by dogs on the way in. Mm-hmm. So that's something they, yeah, they that's carry on. Thing they start from this episode. Uh, something else they start in this episode. It's first appearance of uh, Dick, who yeah. I think is only called Dick in the first episode. They never yeah. use his surname. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to talk, talk about future episodes, but can you believe he was only in the show three times? Mm. I, said, what? I really thought he was in it more than he's only. He's okay, only in three so that, that would be that one. Okay, he, um, he's then in, he's parade. In one, one episode per series. Parade and the and Doe. Doe, correct? Yeah, yeah he's only in really? those three. Yeah. 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 They not go to the Lamb Flag. They don't no. go to the pub that much more often, really? do they? No. I guess not. Yeah, most of the time it's in the flat. Yeah, um, bigger, yeah. a lot bigger cast than the average episode. Yeah, average episode would be so most of them are two. So let's say an average of three. Where are you getting these numbers from, Matt? You know, like yeah. Yeah. Can something. you show me? Oh, so, so, so what? So what's the mean number? The mean number. Yeah, yeah. What does it mean? What's your mode? Mean? Yeah. What does mean number mean? I'm not sure. There are only three episodes just at the bottom where it's just Eddie and Richie, aren't there? There is. I was so again a bit like um, episodes with Dick Heading. I thought that there, there was more than that, but there's only three. But then that's there's because sometimes, like for example, you wouldn't count sorry, a salesman turns up yeah, or something. Yeah. 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 Mm. The camping episode. There's the flasher. No mm. lines, but would yeah. you count that as, a, as two-hander? I pr- pretty much would. Yeah, yeah. I count that as, a, as just then. Yeah. 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 And obviously whole... The one with the t- TV. Oh, secretary's culture. Yeah. Culture, yes. So, smells. Any standout moments? Proxy Stoke. 
on the prowl. Yeah. Uh, the poetry of that uh, real standout moment of mine. Is that is that my bird? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. my. Yeah, that's yours. No, that's my. Yeah, that one mine. That for me, that's one of my favourite bits in this. The the odd examples of where Richie finds his pawn. Like he's got uh, every mail order catalogue ever printed or something, and uh, like the clothes show special on beachwear yeah. taped off the TV. Uh, like you know, it's the sort of thing that kids used to do. Mm-hmm. They like tape your trash and yeah. things yeah. like that. And that, that's a big running running joke. All, all these weird things like mm-hmm. finding sex in in things. Did you tape your trash? Yes, did definitely. You, did, and did, certain bits got a bit more grainy. Yeah. Uh, where there was would balls. You, would you then watch it in your pants? Well. You knew, you knew exactly where I was going. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's a standout moment. Uh, we didn't cover the thing of he's uh, only got one pair of pants and elastic's gone, so I had to glue them on. So, mm. Think ahead one step with that, yeah. but thinking ahead's clearly not their their strong point, is it? The, all the things in this episode alone. Yeah. But gluing them on, why? What? That's absolutely. In what way ridiculous. do you think that was a solution? Yeah. 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 Not buy another. Yeah. Pack. Yeah. Just I've only got one. Okay. So but, but then also, on. by means of fixing this, I'm going to sit in petrol for two hours. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll cut them off. <laughs> just, you. And just wonderful little brand names like get off it mate this is a turno gun yeah, you know yeah. like just wonderful little like nods to crazy which, which I assume exists uh, I don't know but but um, yeah, uh, Fever exists, doesn't it? Uh, we kind of covered a lot of things that I would for me were stand up moments. There's the, the curvature of the egg out of the frying pan. There's the eating of the lard, Foxy Stoke bathroom fight, the entire sex shop scene. Uh, right, stand up moments, all of it. Yeah, yeah, but, stand up moments. <laughs> yeah, the entire three series. No, but uh, we are men of science. Is we, my yeah, top. Yeah, yeah. Moment. If you had, to, if you put a gun or a dildo against my head and said, "What's your favourite yeah. moment?" In smells. Yeah, it would have to probably be the we are men of science because Rick just does that double take yeah. so beautifully. I've got to give an mention to something which anyone who's seen the show has probably done in the pub at some point which is hey I've just had a fantastic idea and then drinking your entire drink sure. and then waiting for the other person to say what was the fantastic <laughs> idea and then go to drink that yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so he gets, of a joke. He yeah. gets the, uh, <laughs> the pint glass out of his pocket from the bar as well doesn't oh he? yeah yeah that's fantastic yeah. and he does that again in Hall doesn't he he's got that yeah, it's yeah. like Eddie's got like this big yeah. emergency full of bitter, drink. which they then expand on later to become a thing of like I've got 50 quid's worth of miniatures sewn into this yeah, yeah. and that's like again with the cartoon character sort of thing isn't it that's such a sort of comedy yeah. like mm-hmm. idea that someone's going to have drinks sewn into the lining of their yeah. coat like you know it doesn't happen in many other sitcoms like, yeah. kind of, like ludicrous idea but if you're an alcoholic maybe that's what you do I don't know also uh, one thing I wanted to point out was that this is the first time of many where someone breaks the fourth wall just after the lesbians leave Richie says what did I say but it's delivered right down the barrel he says it right Mm. to the camera Mm. Uh, thus setting a precedent for a lot of uh, okay they switch Richie doesn't often break the fourth wall it's mainly Eddie's thing it's usually Eddie's thing but in this one Richie does it Eddie doesn't maybe not just the camera angle or is that you think what I do wrong he's saying to the audience I think he does it directly to camera and then a perfect ending for the episode, uh, which is, of course, one of them inflicting violence on the other. Mm-hmm. Which the is freeze ha- frame. Oh, I think it's only once that it's Merry Bloody Christmas. Exactly, not- that's the only yeah. happy ending. Yeah. yeah. Apart from that, there's always someone. Usually, it's one of them inflicting it on the other. Although sometimes it's someone else, like Skullcrusher Henderson sure, or sure. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, genius to end on that because it isn't easy to know how to end. Yeah. That sort of like thing. any kind of scene in yeah. comedy so to freeze frame on, Just on a punch violence, or yeah. a Bush. gag like that is brilliant and I think a punchline it's yeah, quite it's literally yeah. ending on a punchline yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean one thing I haven't touched upon which we will do on other podcasts is that people say that bottom is depressing some people have said to me they don't find it funny they the, found it depressing too, too realistic yeah maybe maybe that's what it is it is guys that have said it to me so maybe if you find it depressing it's because you see too much of your own yeah. self yeah. and your so, own life in there yeah but which is weird isn't it it is yeah <laughs> so I, I've never felt depressed watching Bottom no but I can no. see why you could well, feared yeah. that you might end up living when you were yeah. with your mate yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. another small quibble then the millionaires in the paper busty raven haired millionaires why does she need to be in a bloody lonely <laughs> and a really grotty lonely because she's gay so, she's a millionaire <laughs> <laughs> There's bloody lesbians everywhere. There, so, yeah, yeah, that's the joke, isn't it? Like, so, yeah. Well, yeah, why, yeah. Would there be that many in the Hammersmith Bugle? Because right, she's going to make some lonely lesbian in Hammersmith very happy. Yeah. Yeah, I've never thought of that as a quibble, but you're right. Like, why would a millionaire be putting an ad in the, in the Lonely still, Hearts column of the Bugle? I still um, strongly protest the term millionaire They're millionaires. 
Millionaires. It's a word. Police and policess. Police officer. Well, there you go. That's where the 90s. Police woman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I think. This is the 90s after all. Actress. Actor. Actor actress. I think actress isn't politically correct anymore. I'm not sure, but millionaires, sure. There's not enough millionaires for, for us to need. Oh, we need to differentiate <laughs> the men and the women from it. So what? You'd want to know if you're trying to get off with one. Well, no, hang on. If I'm going out with, oh, sorry, is it a millionaire or millionaires? I don't, if they're that rich, I don't care what sex they are. Would you still use heir and heiress? Maybe I would. Okay. Millionaires. So then would that imply that she's inherited this millions? She's a no, million heiress. Oh, she, no, she might have earned it, but women can earn their own money these days, Matt. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it obviously wasn't talked about for who mm. wants to be a millionaire, which also went out in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. but who what about when a, a woman won that? Yeah. No, you're Sorry, right, it was I it's think a terribly, find... terribly <laughs> yeah. old fashioned word mm-hmm. that they should never have put in. It's a funny word again, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I could never hold anything against that sequence just for the way Rick Mayer goes. <laughs> Oh, on Widow. Yeah. That's it's horrible. Mild, that is yeah. Widow, yum, yum. <laughs> yeah. It's brilliant. He, he, desperate. He yeah. might as well lick his lips. Yeah. It's, 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 it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. But it. that means, yeah, right for the picking. Yeah. Vulnerable. Yeah. That's what that is. But oh, that's been in the office as well, isn't it? Where it's like, Widow. A bloody lover. Oh, a bloody lover to be Widow. Yeah, yeah. It's like that horrible sort of like feeding on the sadness mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. But there we go. Again, it's for comedy purposes. So, mm-hmm. you know, no one would ever, ever react like that genuinely. Yeah. Really. have a quiz we love our bottom trivia this is all specifically about the episode smells we're going to do this we think every week taking it in turns so this week i am the bottom mastermind and you guys are going to be competing against each other so we've got um um, buzzers they're buzzers of sorts yeah we've decided to in keeping with the sound effects kind of noises from bottom we're going to do fart noises so matt you go with yours it's my one and paul i'm going with Sorry, I'm, go- I'm going with gentle fart rather than squeeze fart. Quite a longer one. That's All right, a bit okay. longer, but okay. My so one, my one's should we do called... that again? Okay, Matt, let's hear yours. That's my one, short and sweet. It's called wet fart. Okay, and this one is mine. Okay. He's milking it. Now. Right. It's going to take longer yeah. to right. get okay. the answers out of you, yeah. Paul. All right. So then. this thing, you just press it, and that's long enough that you can remember the answer. Okay. That'll so be your tactics. Listeners, if there are any, please do play along at home. See if you can get okay. these any quicker than these How guys. How many questions are there? There are ten questions. Okay. So hopefully it won't be a tie-break, otherwise we'll have to break out a tie-break question. So, number one. On what date did Smells first air? That would be Paul. 17th of September 1991. Correct. Fuck me. I'm, that's, I had no idea. He's been doing did his you, Wikipedia did research. You, uh, research. I, I did research. Uh, I did research. Okay. Yeah. Well, not specifically for this, but uh, you know, just uh, right. you know, when I was really up. If they're, if, they're, if you're a true fan, Matt, you would know. So, yeah, on to question two. In the opening scene, what brand of drink does Richie say Eddie used for his Eiffel Tower impression? Vimto. Matt, that's correct, Matt Vimto. And question three. What does Eddie say is the bright side to Richie's virginity? Uh, At least he won't receive any sexually transmitted diseases. The STDs are Matt's, right. (laughs) Number four, what does Eddie humorously rename the Lonely Hearts column to? (laughs) That's Paul. Sad old git section. That is correct. Number five, what well-known TV puppet is pictured on the front page of the Hammersmith Bugle while Richie is examining it? Sooty. It is sooty. <laughs> Question ages, number yeah. six. What board game is on the table to see when the frying pan goes off? Go on, Matt. Well, yeah, what he mentioned this, didn't he? Risk. Yeah. Risk. That's correct. Question number seven. Why did Richie glue his underpants on? Paul? Because the elastic went. That is correct. Mm. Question number eight. The sex shop worker was played by Kevin McNally. But what other popular <laughs> 90s Rick Mayle sitcom did he once appear in? The... Oh, bloody hell. Uh, the... Going to have to hurry in. Oh, the the in. state... No, the, I can't even think of the damn word. The politician one. What's it called? Are you going to... Are you, are you going to steal? Uh, I'm going to try. Uh, but this is a guess. You said 90s, yeah. so therefore it's not going to be Believe Nothing because that was in 2000s. So I'm going to say the new, the new Statesman. That is correct. That's what I meant. Yeah, I couldn't... I just couldn't the, the pol- this is going to come the down to the politician one, but before I said the estate one. agent one. <laughs> bloody hell. 
<laughs> the new statesman. Yeah, okay. I didn't know that. And that would have been a guest, uh, to be fair, so I didn't feel I deserved yeah. it anyway. On but, IMDb. Yeah, that, okay. That knowledge Who is Who did he play? Um, don't know. All right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the character. Number nine. Name the missing condom flavour. Hang on. Hang on, what I think has happened there is both of us had remembered the condom, yeah. and we're thinking that would be a question, and we've heard condom okay. and both okay. gone in. So okay. right. I, so I think Angela's going to name several flavours, mm. and then we have to see okay. remember okay. which one is the right. missing one. Right. I'll, okay. I'll, let, I'll reset you if sure. buzzer on that one, okay. right? So, banana, strawberry, marmite, cheese and onion. Banana, strawberry, marmite. What's the other flavour that um, Richie reads out? Oh! Buzz, Paul. Peanut butter. Correct. Oh, okay. Yeah, well done. Okay, let me just... So, hang on. Sorry, I sounded really smug saying that, didn't I? Because I was smiling. <laughs> <laughs> you smug cunt. Okay, so I think Paul's in the lead by one point at the oh, moment. Fuck. So, what TV show has Richie taped on beachwear? Clothes show. Special that was, was that was that you that was in first there, Matt? Did you not? Did you, Matt? I don't yeah, think... I think so. I'm a it's hard to so, tell yeah. when they're both simultaneous farting. Yeah. Okay, it is the clothes show. Um, in which case, let me just double check the scores. I think that's five all, isn't I it? I think it is, which is annoying. That's more, more interesting. <laughs> more interesting. Let's have a tiebreaker. Did you, did you write one? No. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in smells. Mm-hmm. What is the final insult? that they shout to dickhead behind the bar when arguing over the tab. Use your, you, use your uh. That is correct. Yes! I would have said vagabond, so... Mm. And I know that because I, because I had to look the word up. I, I looked... What is it? I, I, I vampire! Vampire! Use What's user then? Uh, it, is, it is a money lender. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So a user. 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 Yeah. Right. I so, decided I wanted to double check what user was, so mm-hmm. I so I googled it and found out what it was. What just last week? Last or night. I, I I googled user last night. When I was little, I learned that word. Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. User. Okay. Right. So I'm afraid Paul is by sort of you know just just literally pinched in there with that long fart. Thank you is very the, much. Is the winner. There is no prize this week, but maybe we'll do one at the end of like well, maybe. three series if we're going mean, we to. We could we could just lied and look. There's a, here's your prize and <laughs> handed him nothing. That's all right. I will just. Uh, I'm happy to take away the knowledge that I that I won. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. I, it was I mean, very. Yeah. It was very tight. We, we've got a few pages on social media and email address set up, so we'd like to hear from fans of Bottom. Please get in touch. What, what are the uh, addresses of all the things, Paul? So on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, it's all at Talking Bottom. So all, just Talking Bottom on all three of those. Or you can email us, not on Talking Bottom, <laughs> uh, because uh, that email address wasn't available. Mm. So you email us if you want to get in contact uh, with 11 Parade at gmail.com. Do you want to spell that for us in case there's anyone who doesn't would, know how to I spell would, mafficking? I would love to. It's uh, 11, just the numbers, and then M-A-F-E-K-I-N-G at gmail.com. I guess we'll parade. put a link. Uh, oh, shit, parade. Sorry, 11 Maffer King Parade. Yeah. Okay, we'll put a link in the description <laughs> yeah. uh, to, to click on. You yeah. need to spell it. Follow us on uh, on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram if you're so inclined. Feel at free Talking to Bottom. send us any questions yeah. or rude memes or anything that you want to share about Bottom. Yeah. Sure. Okay, so we'll be back with episode two. Are we going to put this out every week? Yeah. So yeah. next week. Next week. All right, there we are. See you then. Bye.